Good morning, Valley Point Church. Happy 4th of July weekend. My name is Gus as pastor on staff at Valley Point Church. I'll be sharing some thoughts with you today as Eric is away visiting family. We are currently in our summer series called Cliché or Cliché-ish. And as we have been saying the last couple of weeks, it is anything that has become trite or commonplace through overuse. On a weekend, we normally would celebrate with large crowds, parties, and picnics, colorful, booming fireworks. I thought it would be fun to look at a popular 4th of July phrase. That phrase is, God bless America. I know this could be controversial with the current state of our country, but I would really like to share a perspective on patriotism we haven't thought of before. Today, I'd like to do three things. One, tell you about my background. Two, look at God's perspective on blessing in Scripture. And number three, have a conversation with an individual from another country. I love America. I consider myself a strong patriot. My father served in the U.S. Navy and fought in the Pacific in World War II. My oldest brother, Bruce, was a U.S. Marine and did two tours in Vietnam. And my older brother, Larry, was in the U.S. Army and also did a tour in Vietnam. I've always considered myself to be a strong patriot, like many of you. I spent the early years of my life during the Cold War, officially from 1945 to 1990, when the U.S. was at a constant state of hostility with the USSR and communist nations. Under the state atheism of many Eastern Bloc nations, religion was actively suppressed. This naturally put my mindset into an us-against-them mentality believing that God was always on our side and favored America. This mentality is actually problematic for a couple of reasons. One, we think less of other people groups. God's on my side. He's not on your side. Two, we live in a state of entitlement, thinking that we deserve much more than others. And number three, we become passive in our spiritual pursuits. God wants us to love other people groups the way he does. It's why we financially support people like Buddy Thigpen as he shares how much God loves individuals in Russia and Chuck Ward as he shares the love of Christ in Central America. We support Debbie Barnum as she has given her life to the people of Bangladesh and the Donovans as they share with the country we currently have a lot of hostility with. God loves them as, as, as much as he loves Americans. Now, we as Americans do have some opportunities other countries do not have. Freedom, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, so much freedom. We have opportunities, opportunities that abound for work and for leisure, innovation in America. We are the leaders. We are the melting pot of food, right? I mean, from this spot right here, I'm within driving distance of an Italian restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, a French restaurant, and if I wanted to, even a Mexican restaurant. Just to name a few 
of the benefits we have as Americans. We have much to be thankful for. But when God looks down from heaven upon me, he doesn't favor me more than a man from Russia or Guatemala or France or any other country or people group. God loves all of us equally. God so loved the world. John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. The phrase, God bless America. This phrase is used a lot, but has it become trite through overuse? What does it really mean to you? The statement can be used as a request or gratitude to God or a statement of pride as an American with expectations. It could be used as a battle cry or fulfilling the American dream. My neighbor built a swimming pool in his backyard. God bless America. America, is it true that God would bless an individual just because he is an American? The phrase became very popular with the release of the song in 1938. With the rise of Adolf Hitler, Irving Berlin, who was Jewish and had arrived in the U.S. from Russia at the age of five, felt it was time to revive it as a peace song. And it was introduced on an, on an Armistice Day broadcast in 1938, sung by Kate Smith on her radio show. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. God bless America. How should we understand the blessing of God? When you look at bless and what the definition is, it's to request of God the bestowal of divine favor. God bless America. I think we do want God to bestow divine favor on America. But what favor? What favor are you asking for? And what favor are you hoping for? America to become a stronger superpower? America to have more freedoms, more rights, more material wealth? As Americans, we believe often happiness is only achieved by fulfilling the American dream. We never say it out loud, but deep down, we want a life of comfort. We crave the security of home ownership and a substantial savings account. We can't wait to attach a nice big flat screen TV to our walls. In scripture, the New Testament has 112 references with the words bless, blessing, or blessed, none of which connects blessing to material prosperity. We want to look at our Bibles today. We're going to turn to the New Testament, first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 5. I want to read these passages and consider these passages as we read them. These are actually called the Beatitudes. And he opened his mouth and taught them. And this is Jesus saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the weak. Blessed are they, they shall inherit the earth. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. In verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. In verse 11, blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. There is no hint of material prosperity or perfect circumstances in any New Testament reference. On the contrary, blessing is typically connected with either poverty or trial or the spiritual benefits of being joined by faith to Jesus. Here's our big idea for today. The best thing you can do for your country is to pursue God personally. Our culture promotes the American dream of success and prosperity. Materialism drives our society. We think more is better, that wealth proves success. That has never been God's formula for success. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7, it says this, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. I'd like to introduce you to a friend of mine, Budi Saputra. I've gotten to know him fairly well over the last year during our conversations regarding joining Valley Point Church. I also spent a week with him on a compassion trip in Guatemala. He was born and grew up in Indonesia. He received his doctorate degree in America and is an anesthesiologist working at Mercy Fitzgerald Hospital. He's married to DC and both of them have two children. Well, Booty, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate that. Thanks for having me. And just wanted to ask you a few questions. So tell us a little bit about growing up in Indonesia. Okay, well, I was born uh, in a little town on Sumatra Island. Grew up in a not so religious family. My uh, dad, it's, I can you can say he's an atheist because he always told me that, you know, you don't really need God. You know, as long as you work hard and you're disciplined enough, then you can be successful in life. Mm-hmm. He told me that, you know, going to the temple or to the church is a total waste of time and a waste of money. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, he proved it. He is a, a successful businessman. Mm-hmm. He works seven days a week. And, um, you know, over time, I learned from him and followed his footsteps. Mm-hmm. And I, I study hard. When all my friends study two, three hours a day, I study six, seven hours mm-hmm. a day. And I, I went to medical school and finished and become a doctor. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I would say, he's right. You don't really need God. Right. You can be successful as long as you work hard. Mm-hmm. And you worked hard. I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So then, uh, how old were you when you came to America? Uh, let's see. 
finished my medical school in 1999, so it's about 25 years old. 25 years mm -hmm. old when you came to America. Yep. So we're looking at a different perspective on the phrase, God bless America. Tell us a little bit about your perspective on that phrase. I think there's a truth in there, in that mm -hmm. statement. When I came to United States, I told myself, well, Booty, you're going to the greatest country in the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, after 20, 20 years here in the United States and becoming a U.S. citizen, mm -hmm. that feeling never changed. Mm -hmm. I still think that United States is still the greatest country in the world. Mm -hmm. we, still, we have the greatest economy. Mm -hmm. We have the strongest army. Mm -hmm. um, we have the best healthcare access in the whole world. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I keep telling myself that even in the lowest point in your life, mm -hmm. you can always be sure that's always a roof over your head, mm -hmm. food on your table, and somebody will take care of you when you're sick. Mm -hmm. So I still think that United States is the best country in the world. Mm -hmm. And the thing that amazed me is actually the the political system, the democracy, mm -hmm. the, uh, the separation of power and the freedom of speech, mm -hmm. coming from the country where a man can elect himself to be a president for 30 years in a row and put somebody <laughs> in jail because somebody, you know, say something bad about him. Right. Uh, it's inconceivable for me to see here you can curse your president and get away with it basically. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's mm -hmm. really my perspective about, about America. Uh, initially, I, b I really believe that God favors America because of that. But mm -hmm. now, I, I believe that God loves everybody. Mm. God, God loves me, and God loves you, and God loves everybody, That's even right. they're not American. That's right. That's good. So, so Buddha, you love America. You've been here for 20-some years. What are some of the things that you do not like about America? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because... <laughs> The beginning, in the early years, I, I, I remember things that killing me about, about, about Americans. <laughs> I felt like we as Americans, we are so proud of ourselves. We built like high fences around ourselves and like busy with our way of life and then don't care about the rest of the world. Right. When the rest of the world was like playing soccer, mm -hmm. we're playing football. Yeah. And we call the... Uh, our baseball game, the World Series, even though the only country that will play baseball is United States and probably Canada. Yeah. And uh, and uh, the and the, where the rest of the world adopt the metric system, we insisted to use our own system. You know, it's killing me in the first couple of years to figure out how many ounces is in one cup. Or, you know, how many pounds is one kilogram? You know, one time I walk into a gas station and ask the guy to fill up my uh, 20 liters of, uh, of gas into my car. And he looked at me like I was uh, from another planet, you know. Yeah. And uh, still confused me once, uh, once in a while this day, too. And it's become problematic in medicine because, you know, you calculate dose in kilogram body weight or you calculate body mass index in yeah. the metric system, too. Right. So I still don't figure out why. <laughs> We're, uh, we're proud Americans, right? Right, we are. <laughs> so you, you've shared with me how you are a Christian. Tell us a little bit about that, that story. Tell us how you became a Christ follower. 
Okay. So when I, you know, prove kind of like prove myself that I can be successful without God, basically, mm -hmm. I became more and more interested in um, atheism. But the thing is, in Indonesia, we believe in you know in God, mm. and there are like a couple religions there that uh, that that the government officially recognize, mm. like eighty-five percent of them are Muslim, mm. ten percent are Christian, mm -hmm. and the rest of them are Buddhist and in Hindus, mm. and uh, and being an atheist is kind of like a criminal there. Mm. You cannot be an atheist. You have mm. to choose a religion, even though you don't really believe in mm. in, in God, and there is no reference you cannot find any books or any information about atheism at all mm. and back there in the 1990s somebody just invented world, world, uh, worldwide what is that the ww the internet basically yeah. so you cannot really find anything online right so i got like, stuck with my 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 thought my idea until i came to the united states mm. Over here, one day, I remember I walked into a small public library in Harrisburg, mm. uh, close to Hershey, mm -hmm. and then I went to the guy and I asked him, I want to do some research about atheism, I said, mm. and could you help me finding some books? And then he, uh, he was kind of like helping me, and he said, sir, I don't really have much information about this book, but come back in... Uh, in two weeks, mm. I'll see what I can do about it. So in two weeks, I came back, and here in front of me, there's a pile <laughs> of books about uh, atheism. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like keep reading it and reading it. And since then, I was like, I'm having a mission. Mm. I have to, I have to uh, uh, tell these delusional Christians and other religions that they're wasting mm. their time. Right. Um, so. Another thing is my wife is a Christian, mm. and we live in Harrisburg at that time, and she wanted to go to a, a small Indonesian church there. Mm -hmm. That church only have one service at mm. 7 o'clock on Saturday night oh. in a bad neighborhood. Mm. So I wasn't going to let, uh, let her drive there right. by herself. So I drove her there, and she was sitting on the front. Mm. I was sitting at the back, uh, the very last row. Mm. And every time the, uh, the pastor was like giving a sermon, I was shaking my head and say, this is a completely waste of time. You guys are being BS and all yeah, of that. Yeah. And at the end of the sermon, I came to the pastor pretending that, you know, I'm kind of like interested in right. Christianity. And I start arguing, having an argument, an argument, an argument. And nobody can really convince me. Mm. And then one night when we are having a sermon, there is this guy came and sit next to me mm. at the back. And um, at the end of the ser service, he introduced himself. My, his name is Bill Hawkin. Bill Hawkin. And then, long story short, we became good friends. Mm. And we share some hobbies, fishing and all of that. And he started, you know, um, asking me to join him, to help him, to help some people, some uh, the poor community in Harrisburg, mm. uh, mostly immigrants. Mm. So I remember one time we went to a, 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 a young couple who kind of like really don't have much. They rented a small room. They just have a baby. Mm. And I, I helped him build a, a crib for the baby. 
And he started telling me about his trip to Cambodia and to Myanmar and through Laos. And then he asked me, asked me if he, I can help him open a, a, a free English class mm -hmm. for the uh, uh, immigrants in, in, uh, in Harrisburg. Right. So we did that. Every Friday night we did that. And then we also, yeah, I also helped him a couple times with other things and all. And then one day he came and gave me a book. Mm. And the title of the book is A Case for Christ mm. by Lee Strobel. Yeah. And long story short, the next thing I know, I was baptized, mm. basically. Mm -hmm. From him, mm -hmm. I learned a lot about love, about compassion, mm. about the joy of giving and helping others, and uh, about peace as well. From him, I learned more about Jesus, mm. Christ our Lord and Savior. And now, when I look back, mm. the most important thing that I learned is actually about God's grace, mm -hmm. about how he, as a good shepherd, left his flock mm. and looked for and found his lost sheep mm. and carried me back home, mm. basically. Mm. And last year, I got an email still from Bill Hawkins. He's 85 years old, mm. and he sent me an email from uh, Laos mm. telling me all his, what he's doing over there for right. God's glory. Right. That's, uh, that's an amazing story, and thank God for Bill, right? Yep, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> and I even now, uh, later in years, he's serving the Lord. 85 years old. And, and still showing the love of Christ to the people uh, halfway around the world. Exactly. That's, yep. all, that's awesome. It's so encouraging, Booty, that God loved you, God loved me. Yep. It says in John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And not only does he love us, uh, he loves everyone who's watching, everyone who's listening today. God loves you. He loves you so much that he sacrificed his son so that you could have eternal life. I would encourage you today to put your faith and trust in Jesus alone to save you. And if there is anything that you could do for your country today, it is to pursue God personally. That's the best thing you can do for your country. Pursue God personally. Allow Christ to change your heart and change your life so that you can help love other people groups the way Christ does. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ, and the love that he has shown to us. We thank you, Lord, for Bill Hawkins. We thank you for his, his uh, message and his life, the way that he was a light to Booty. And we just thank you for Booty. We thank you, Lord, that you have reached out and you have saved him. He has put his faith and trust in you. We just pray, Lord, that you would continue to uh, uh, use him, use his family. Amen. Father, we just pray now that if there's someone listening today that does not know you, personally we just pray that they would put their faith and trust in you father give us a great day today a great weekend as we celebrate our country's independence
We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.